Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEATINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code me tanks hello guys good morning happy wednesday i'm coming to you almost live from london i i don't like when i can't be live with you but i do love that these pre-recorded wednesday episodes give me a chance to read through all of your emails and listen to your voicemails because it's a whole new different genre it's a genre. Sorry, that's a TikTok thing if you don't get it. But it's fun to read what you guys write. And sometimes you guys write the funniest, longest emails, and I'm cracking up to myself. And so we have a couple of amazing emails today. We have a lot of voicemails, um, but keep writing in. Keep leaving voicemails because I love to hear your guys' voices. And I know that sometimes it's scary to call in. A lot of you start your email saying, I want to call in, but I'm nervous. And I totally get that. It's a lot. So you can always email me, DM me, send a carrier pigeon, whatever. Um, I, I am here for you guys. Before we get started, I have to tell you, I'm absolutely buzzing. You want to know why I got at tanks on Instagram. I went in to meet the lovely team in Instagram. And first of all, it was so cool because I ran into a girl, my pal from high school and I'm, I'm a little old. Okay. I've been out of high school a long time, over 10 years. I haven't seen, um, my friend Trina and she's like, she walks in and I'm like, Oh my God. And she's like, 
Yeah. Hi. So she's like this badass at Instagram now, super high up on this really cool team. Got to reconnect with her, got to talk to um, a bunch of people at Instagram and tell them about creating and, and what it's like and, and the ins and outs. And it was wonderful. And they're so fabulous. And then I got at Tinks on Instagram and I'm just so happy. So now at the end of every show, I can just say, you can find me at Tinks everywhere. And now I like it because my show feels like it has its own name. It's me Tinks and it's me Tinks live. Enough about me and my Instagram handles. Let's get to you guys. I, I can't wait to hear these voicemails. So let's have a listen. Hi, my name is Gordon's and I live in Washington, D.C. My question for Tinks is how does she deal with the letdown of a right person, wrong timing situation? How do you process that letdown? I had a very healthy relationship last autumn. It broke off because I was the wrong time in my life. And to be honest with you, last month, I went on maybe the best date of my life, but she was moving to Ireland in two months for a PhD program, and she didn't want to date casually. I don't really either, but it was really a good date. So uh, I'm wondering, what do you do? Do you let it go and how? Thanks. Okay. I love this question because it touches on this core question that a lot of you guys wonder about. And I have a pretty... Um, I have a pretty defined opinion on this one. So at the core of his question, it's, it, I mean, he's asking, what do you do to, to feel better? And I'm going to get to that in, in a point in, in a second. But my first point is, I don't think that there is such thing as wrong timing, right person, because if, if it is truly the right person, you will find a way to make it work. Now, there are a few exceptions before I hear the naysayers before all of that good stuff. There are a few exceptions and yes, moving to Ireland is, is a very good exception. Okay. That's a very good exception. There's always exceptions to rules, but at, at, at its core, if you feel yourself, like I would have loved to hear more about why it wasn't the right time in, in his life with this relationship that he was in previously, because if it's the right person, it is the right time. So barring someone moving to a different country, barring someone being in medical school, which I always use that example because we've actually had a couple of people call and write in saying, you know, the other person's medical school. Listen, medical school is like, I think one of the toughest things to do on planet earth. And, and that is like a whole, whole different ball of wax. So that, that is another exception to the rule, unless you're moving to Ireland or you're in medical school. If it's just general meh feeling, if you're just like, I'm just not ready or whatever, I just don't think that it's the right person because I have seen friends say, especially guy friends be like, I'm going to be single. Like I'm, I'm ready for a year of singlehood. They meet a girl and the next day they're like, I want to marry this girl. It's time. It's time. And it plays a lot into box theory, right? Because I think that especially with guys, when they meet a girl, they really, they know that it doesn't matter if they had, if they had promised themselves that they were going to have single boy summer or whatever the fuck. Okay. Okay. Back to our friend here. So would have loved to know more about why it wasn't the right time in your life and read this Ireland girl. I mean, yeah, I get it. She doesn't want to date casually. She's moving, but I personally would spend the rest of her time trying to get to know her to see if she is someone that you want to pursue. Listen, long distance distance isn't a death sentence for a relationship. People make it work. So instead of just shutting it down, if you really, really, really like her, pull the thread, see what happens. If you have that genuine attraction to her there, you know, you can say to her, 
look, I don't want to date casually either, but I really have this crazy spark with you. And I really want to get to know you. That's what I would do in this case, because I mean, it sounds like you are very interested in getting to know her. But then again, if she says like, look, I'm moving and I don't, I'm not, I'm not interested in even pulling the thread. You have to respect that too. In terms of your original question, because I've gone on quite the rant here about right, wrong time, right person, how to feel better about it. I think, I think you have to quiet the noise. I think you have to listen to your heart as cheesy as that sounds, as cliched as that sounds. So again, I would go back to, you know, your previous partner and think like, why did they, why were they, why was it, why was I not ready? You know, what aspects of our relationship made me feel not ready or made me feel closed off or made me feel mm, closed in? I would, I would really do some introspective self-work because more often than not, it's like, what's going on inside there? But it's an interesting one. I know a lot of people disagree with me. And so that's why I am saying with a big red sign, there are exceptions to this rule, but I tend to think if it's really the right person, you make it work. Okay. Let us go to another voicemail. Hey, this message is for Tinks. My name is Savannah. I'm from St. Augustine, Florida, and I just had a question. So I'm doing my first physical therapy internship this summer in Stockton, California, and I know you're from obviously the Cali area and you're obsessed with San Fran, which I also am obsessed with Cali, even though I've never been. So I just kind of wanted your top 10 things must do's that I have to do when I'm there. I'll be there for about two months. So thank you so much. And I love you so much. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you and congratulations on your internship. That is so cool. I've been talking a lot about interning lately and, and I, I will say it again. It's like rent the runway for life, right? You're trying on a city, you're trying on a job and you can always return it if you don't like it. That's the beauty of an internship. So very, very excited for you and so excited for you to experience California. I got to Stanford. That was like, I'd been to California once before, but I got to Stanford when I was moving to America when I was 19. And I was just blown away. I mean, at first I was scared shitless because I was like, oh my God, like this is so different to where I'm from. I'm freaking out. But within 12 hours, I was like, you know what? I think that this is like my spiritual homeland. California is actually where my spirit's from. So, okay, 10 things. That is a long list, but I will try to give you, I'm going to try to give you 10 right off the cuff right now. Okay. In the, in the whole Northern California area, here are my 10. Okay. You need to walk across the Golden Gate Bridge. It's touristy, but it is amazing. It is literally fantastic. And you know, I love to rich mom walk. So get some friends, go walk across the bridge. You can bike across it too. And it's beautiful. Try to do it on a sunny day, obviously. Okay. Other Californian things go to the beach. Is that too vague? Go to the beach in San Francisco, go to the beach in Santa Cruz, all Northern California areas. Absolutely stunning. Get in the water. Yes. It's going to be freezing. No, there aren't that many sharks there at this time. (laughs) Trust me. I've done the research. They come in October. Um, and just enjoy that salt water because it's the best therapy always. Third thing, whew, this list is kind of hard to do off the off the top of my head, especially because I'm geographically challenged and I am not sure how far Stockton is from Northern California, but I will keep going. Um, you need to go to Napa or St. Helena or some sort of a wine country, 
because it is fabulous and it is so fun to have a glass of wine with your friends on a lazy afternoon. Number four, eat sushi. The sushi in Northern California is really good. There are some amazing places in San Francisco. There are some amazing places in Mill Valley. You have to eat really good seafood. Go to Fisherman's Wharf if you're in San Francisco too. That's my number five, even though it's it can be a little touristy. It is so fun. Um, okay, I'm gonna throw a wild card. Go to Tahoe. It is a drive. It is so fucking beautiful in the summer. It is like unbelievable. It's it's absolutely stunning. I'm coming across as such a nature girl this time. I don't know what's going on with me, but Tahoe in the summer is absolutely stunning. Even if you just go for the day, do a hike, get a burger, have a beer, look at the lake. It's breathtaking. And then you're probably going to be going into San Francisco a lot. So this is my fire hose of recommendations that are going to equal the last four points on this list. Balboa Cafe for espresso martinis, Blue Barn for the ahi tuna salad, um, Suvla for a great glass of Greek rosé, the fries with the special Greek ranch, um, <laughs> Tacolicious, you need to go on a date. If you're not dating someone, go on a random date. If you are dating someone, take them. You have to go out in the marina because it's so fun and it's a rite of passage. You have to go dancing in the mission because it's fantastic and, and wonderful and totally different than the marina, the polar opposite. Uh, and you have to go to Catonia to get pasta to finish your internship because it is the best pasta. I think that equaled about 10. I, again, I'm so proud of you and I'm so fucking excited for you. Welcome to California. I know you're going to love it. No one ever leaves. I barely did. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery 
mystery thriller whodunit and it is so scary and it's so emotive and I literally was addicted to it. I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it. Audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New Audible members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. A consistent body care routine is so important to me, you guys. I love to feel good in myself. I love to feel good in my skin. It is our largest organ, so I like to take care of it and I like to look good. While naked. Yes, I admit it. You guys know I am obsessed with Osea. And a lot of it in part is because of how the products make me feel. So I love that I can trust everything that they make because they put such care and thought into each product. And I love how the body products make my skin feel very soft, very smooth. There's no harsh chemicals or dyes in any of it. It's just natural and it makes me feel naturally good. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60, head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended? Do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following? Well, you're a crime junkie. And I'm Ashley Flowers, the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. There are hundreds of episodes already available, and each Monday we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before. Listen to Crime Junkie podcast now, wherever you're listening. Okay, let's take another voicemail. Hey, this is for Kings. Uh, my name is Mallory. I'm from Nashville. And um, I have a question. Um, I can't call in your live show, so I thought this would be the best way to reach you. Um, I just started talking to this guy, and I really like him, and everything is going really, really great. And, you know, we get along so well, and we click, and he makes me laugh, and I feel like everything is perfect. Not perfect, but you know what I mean. Um, but the only thing is, is that he is like the worst kisser. It's like horrible. Like tongue down my throat. So gross. I don't know what to do. So please let me know what I can do um, to make it better. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Mallory. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The bad kisser alert. Dude, it literally sucks when someone you fancy so much is a bad kisser. And I actually think that on the whole, kissing is more of a compatibility thing than like a good, bad thing, because who's to say who's a good kisser. Um, But it does sound like this guy, it does sound like this guy might be actually bad. Okay. So what are we going to do about it? Cause you like him always when you're instructing with anything to do with sex or sexuality or whatever, it's always better to go in the positive because you never want to make someone feel like attacked or like that they're doing it bad. Even if this guy is literally trying to play tonsil hockey with you, if you really like him, what I would do is like next time you're cozy, maybe at home is a better place than if you're out, just be like, I really like it when you kiss like this. And then 
kiss him and show him and then be like try to make it like a sexy thing like you're into it and you're trying to instruct but in a in a way where you're so into it even if that's not how he kisses he's gonna be like I don't kiss like that but then he's gonna mirror you and 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 mimic you and kiss you like that so just be like I really like it when you just touch your tongue to mine lightly I really like it when we kiss for a few seconds and then take a break I really like it when you do xyz and just make it like a sexy thing. I'm telling you, he's going to be so turned on. Never. I would not say like, Oh, I don't like it when you do that or do this or whatever. Try to make it like a positive, try to make it, make him feel like he already does it. And then he's just going to do that more. And then if he does it correctly, immediately be like, yes, just like that. Okay. That's what you're going to do. I'm sorry. That sucks. A bad kisser is so annoying, but I think you can salvage it. Just try to be encouraging. He'll get there with a helping hand yours. <laughs> okay. I think we are going to go, we're going to read an email. So, uh, forgive me guys. You know that I'm kind of bad at reading on the spot. So let's buckle up for me to try and pronounce these pronounce everything. Hi tanks going to try and keep it short and sweet for you. On Friday, I went out with some girlfriends and I met a really cute guy. He came up to me and we danced and he bought me a drink and we talked and kissed the whole nine yards at the bar. Okay, great. I'm going to skim a little bit. Okay. So they go back. She says we were hooking up, but couldn't end up having sex because we had a little too much to drink before we got back to mine. He'd taken my number and he said he wanted to take me out to dinner the next night. And I brushed it off as pre-sex flattery. Fast forward to the next day. He actually did text me after he left my apartment to grab dinner, but I was still a little too hungover for that. So I suggested drinks. <laughs> I love how you're like, no, I'm too hungover for dinner, but more alcohol. Yup. I went back to the city to meet his, uh, to meet at his apartment. And we walked to a place down the block from his, I capped myself at two drinks, smart girl. And he had the same. We just chatted for hours. It was honestly a nice date. Okay. We went back to his apartment after and had sex, which was great. I was very satisfied in the morning. He called my Uber back home for me. Love that. I texted that afternoon saying I had a nice time. Thanks again. And he agreed and said, we should do it again sometime. He knows I'm going out of state for a week. So I told him I'd be back after father's day and we planned something then. Okay. TLDR, how much casual conversation over text should I try to make this week just to avoid out of sight, out of mind? I do want to see him again, but I know we're both busy. I travel out of state biweekly and I'm doing summer classes and he's a second year resident. I know reverse box theory, so I'm trying to just keep everything low stakes in my head, but I do want to see him again. It seemed yesterday like he did too. For reference, I'm 21 and he's 26. So the dynamic of talking to an emotionally mature guy over text and not Snapchat is a learning curve for me. He initiated plans first twice. So I feel like I need to make an effort on my end as well to text. He recommended a show. I thought I like, he recommended a show he thought I would like. So I'm going to text him tonight that I tried it and I liked it. Lots of love and on. Okay. So sorry for my atrocious reading skills. I, I don't know why I, I literally cannot read aloud. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that you, you are obviously such a self-aware person, like throughout this email, you've literally earmarked things like, okay, this makes you feel good. Like, like he, he reached out for a date. He asked you to go to dinner. Like you kept, you capped it at two drinks, like obviously super, super self-aware and it's great that you like him. However, again, you said it, I'm going to say it reverse box theory. Like you don't know a ton about him, right? Yes. You had one amazing date. The first time you guys met, you were out on the town. You weren't really chatting it up. You have spent all of two nights with this guy. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that to just ground you in like 
hold on to the excitement, nothing better than a crush, but you know, you don't have to do all the work just because he initiated two dates. So in terms of my advice, what I would do. Yeah. I think sure. Like if you really want to text him about the show that you tried, go for it, see how it goes. Um, matches energy always. That's what I'm going to say. And you probably knew that too, but just matches energy, see how it goes with the, the, um, conversation about the TV show. And look, I'll be honest. If he's not like kicking the ball down the road and being like, yeah, oh my God, how was the TV show? How's home? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. If he's not asking you questions, um, then I would just reset your expectations. I think that that's like a main, uh, you know, a main way to know if a guy likes you is like, is he asking you those questions? And yeah, sure. Maybe he doesn't want to bother you while you're away. And yeah, sure. Maybe he's going to ask you out when you're back, but until then wait and see. One thing that I found so helpful with dating is like a wait and see mentality, which is so hard to click into, right? It's so hard to feel that in the moment when you think that you're obsessed with someone and you have a new crush, but just instead of being like, but, 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 but just be like, well, we'll see. You had an amazing two nights, great date experience. You think you like him? Sure. Why not send him the TV text? Like I'm, I'm kind of a, I can be a little bit too strict on that stuff. Like I probably wouldn't, I would wait for him to text me to just see another thing you could do, which I thought of is like, you could follow him on Instagram. That's like a friendly prod. That's like a friendly, Oh, Hey, I'm here. And then, you know, that's another just touch point. Um, so see how his reaction is to the TV text and then see again, when he knows, he knows when you're coming back, see if he asks you on a date again, if he likes you, you will know. And I know that sounds scary and like a black and white outcome, But again, you've spent all of two nights with him. So if it turns out to be something great, amazing, this is a fun beginning of summer crush. If it's not, who cares? You spent two nights with him and you said the sex was good, which is even better. Okay. So wait and see mentality matches energy and keep reverse box theory in your mind because ultimately you don't know this guy that well and he doesn't know you that well. Love you. Okay. Let us go to another voicemail. Hi, this message is for Tinks. Um, so I just first want to say I love you so much, Tinks. And I could just really use your advice on this. So um, just for context, I'm a 27-year-old who just got into a pretty serious relationship with an amazing guy who I love so much. Um, but I am dealing with some anxiety recently um, and stress about past hookups and past relationships. I think it comes from a little bit of trauma from a previous relationship of mine. I've been cheated on in the past in a really terrible way, found out in a really terrible way, and I think that that past trauma is kind of coming back to me. So I'd love to hear your advice on how to deal with this anxiety. I mean, I've had conversations with my boyfriend, and he's so loving and caring and tries so hard to make me feel comfortable, but... I think I could just use a little extra advice, especially if there was a hookup within a friend group and I have to be around that girl a lot. Um, So any advice would be so amazing for this. Um, Again, I just love you so much and I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Thank you. Hi. Okay. Yeah. This is something that happens to a lot of us, right? Something shitty happens to us. And then we arrive to our next relationship and we're like covered in scars and we're like, oh man, like, I'm afraid this is going to happen to me again. I'm afraid that 
um, you know, this person is going to hurt me like the last person did. That's normal. That's human nature nature. That's an emotional defense mechanism that your brain built up because something really shitty happened to you in the past. And I'm really sorry about that. I'm sorry. Cheating is really, you know, difficult and it can be very hard to get over. But one thing that I try to think about is like leaving the baggage and keeping the lesson, if that makes sense. So I can't sit here and say, pretend that no one will ever cheat on you again. Pretend nothing will ever bad happen to you again. That's not possible, right? You've, you've gone through that. You've experienced it. That's part of you, but you don't need to carry the baggage and the hurt from your last situation into your new one. So try to differentiate between just your knowledge of your past and your experiences and the the pain that was caused to you in those experiences, if that makes sense, because your new boyfriend sounds amazing. And so far you have absolutely no reason to doubt him. And the fact that he's being so receptive and you're having these open conversations with conversations with him is amazing. That's amazing. And that's what you deserve, right? Is someone who's like, wow, I'm acknowledging your past trauma. I'm acknowledging your baggage and I'm acknowledging, you know, the scars that you have and and I'm going to be super mindful of them. That's what you deserve. So I would try to focus on present and try to focus on how your new boyfriend makes you feel and how different that is to your partner in the past. Right. Cause it is different. And, and, and I know this is a silly time to say it, but I will. Comparison is the thief of joy. So comparing your new boyfriend to your past situations, or even comparing this girl who's in the friend group or whatever to the girl who your ex-partner cheated on, cheated with rather, it's not helpful to you. Like it's only digging you into a hole and it's making you not present with your new boyfriend. And here, that brings me to my second point, which is like, sometimes when I'm getting in my own head and Mr. Anxiety is getting to me, one way that I can unlock is to think Mr. Anxiety is literally stealing this current moment from me because I have no evidence to believe that something bad is going to happen. I only have Mr. Anxiety knocking on my head being like, you should worry about something. You should worry about something. And it's like, okay, you have this great new boyfriend and nothing's wrong so far. So sometimes it's try- it's about tricking your brain in- into the positive and thinking, I don't want to waste a second of this because it's a really precious time. It's exciting to be in a new relationship. It's the best. It's ooey. It's gooey. It's it's just like, it feels like the the heart eyes emoji. It feels like you're living that time. So that might be one uh, tip to trick your brain into focusing on what you have versus what has happened. Um, and then in terms of seeing this girl who your boyfriend has hooked up with in the past, look, I'll put it simply. He's not with her, right? He had all the chances in the world to be with her and he's not, he's with you. And sometimes that simple statement of fact can be very helpful. Um, so I would just try to replay that in your mind and think, look, she was here before I got here and he wasn't with her. So, you know, I'm here now and and he's with you. Um, so that's my, that is what I would advise. And I'm sending you lots of love and I know it can feel really, really stressful and triggering to get into a new relationship when the last one you were in ended in flames, but know that every person is different and every relationship is different. And this guy sounds great. So I'm very, very excited for you and just try to enjoy it and stay present. Going to read this email because this is really interesting. This is a pickle. This is the dill pickle, if you will. Okay, here we go. The last guy I was seeing uh, was absolutely amazing at first. He eventually started to put in less effort and it seemed as if things were no longer progressing. And I felt as if he wasn't going to commit. 
Although he had introduced me to his entire family and they loved me, they still talk to me to this day, LOL. Anyway, since nothing was official, I hooked up with someone else. And when he found out, he was absolutely livid and basically told me I was a horrible person. We weren't exclusive and hung out maybe once a week. Am I in the wrong? I just feel like casually dating adults should still explore other options if we haven't committed to each other. He also ended up reaching out to me a couple of months later and wanting to be friends, but then would go back and forth between saying he wanted to try things again and saying all he could offer me was friendship. He would also call me when he was very drunk and tell me how much he missed me and would cry and ask me to come over very all over the place. And now we haven't talked in a couple of weeks and I'm so, so confused. I hope you answer, but even if you don't, I love you and thank you. Hi. Okay. So let me begin with saying, I agree with you that, um, casually dating adults, you're you know, yes, you should still explore other options. However, if he introduced you to his family, (laughs) that definitely seems like he wanted something more. I guess I would love more context. I wish I had more context on when you guys were seeing each other. If any, if either party brought up being exclusive, because to introduce you to his family means to me that he really, really cares about you. And I also wonder the only thing that you didn't put um, in this email is how you feel. And and I'm going to put a pin in that for a second and say, it always makes me sad because such a majority of the, of the questions that I, that I receive sometimes about dating are all like, what do you think about them? And what, you know, what do they, what are they thinking and what should I do? But it's never, I want this. I feel that, which is important in dating. It's not selfish. It's just important to know what you want. So that having been said, I think that you need to figure out what you want. It sounds like this guy is kind of all over the place. He's confused. And usually when you're all over the place and confused, you drag everyone else down with you. I think you need to figure out what you want and and then tell him. Like if you want to date him, I think that you're completely well within your rights to go to him and say, look, I made a mistake in that I wasn't clear how much you liked me. You've shown me by you know all these drunk calls and all this stuff and introducing me to your family that actually you do like me a lot and I'm wanting to give this another go. However, if you do this, I really want you to say to him, but I want to draw a line in the stand and start sand and start anew because you can't bring this baggage into the relationship. If you choose to start one with this person, right? Like you guys have had enough back and forth and it's been messy enough. So if you want to date him, I would go to him and say that if you don't, then I think you need to also draw a line in the sand because this halfway house middle ground of you guys talking and it being messy is not helpful for either of you. Um, it's just confusing the situation and probably hurting both of your feelings. So I would say, decide what you want and then go get it in sense of, in the question of, do I think you were wrong? No, I mean, you didn't do anything wrong. I don't think you're a bad person. I just think that you maybe weren't, you maybe didn't notice the signals that he was putting down. Um, I always say that actions speak louder than words. And I think that his actions to me demonstrated that he really liked you, but maybe, maybe you needed more clarity. And also I'm just putting it out there. Maybe you didn't like him that much. If you were, if you were sleeping with other people and, and looking elsewhere, maybe just, you weren't that into him, which is totally fine too. That's you're well within your rights. So that's what I would do. Figure out if you like him or not, figure out if you want to be with him or not, and then go after it. Okay. Let us take another voicemail. This is Sam calling from Chicago. 
I'm just looking for some advice because I was really brave this past weekend and I asked a guy that I've had a crush on for like a year to hang out because we haven't hung out one-on-one yet and he was kind of giving me all the signs and everyone around me was kind of telling me to ask him out. So I finally did. I just asked him to hang out and he ignored it, didn't even say anything to me and then kind of just texted me something random and just hasn't acknowledged that text message yet. And so I just don't know where to take it from here. And I would just love to hear what Tinks thinks I should do because I'm not sure if I should just let the whole thing go or what. We're friends and I'm going to have to see him around. But, like, I'm just feeling really annoyed about the whole situation. Thanks. Bye. Gosh, I'm so sorry that he did that. It is a shitty feeling. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this in the hopes that it makes you feel better. This actually happened to me pretty recently, like within the last year and a half, I had such a big crush on this guy. And I like asked him out fully just texted him and was like, I think we should go on a date. And he did the same thing, just like vague bullshit response, kind of like didn't really respond, but kind of responded and then just texted me about other stuff. And it just felt, it feels like a punch in the gut. I'm validating your feelings because it's like you work up the courage to ask a guy out and kaput. Okay. But here's the thing. Um, in terms of what I would do with this guy, yeah, I would just ignore it and move on because it's like, if he wanted to go on a date with you, he would have been like, yeah, oh my God, absolutely. That's great. But I don't care about this guy because I don't care about him. I care about you. And what I want you to take away from this experience is that yes, it sucks to get quote, quote rejected, but it's really easy to ask guys out. And that energy is amazing to put it into the universe. So whenever you think about this experience, please, please do not think about this person. Please think about, Oh, it's fun to ask guys out. Who cares? Who cares what they say? It doesn't matter. Um, and also, can I just say if he was of sound, uh, if he, if he was very confident, he would have just been like, you know what? That's so cool that you asked me out. I, I actually don't view you in that way. I would rather just stay friends. That's what a confident person would have done. He chose the lame limp dick loser route. So I really don't care about him, but please don't lose the energy of being spontaneous and doing fun things and putting the good vibes out there because that's the kind of energy that gets rewarded. And you know what? Rejection is redirection. You are going to ask another guy out in a few weeks and it's going to go completely differently and completely amazingly. That's what happened with me. So I love you. I'm proud of you. Forget this guy uh, and keep doing fun things. Okay. Let's go to another voicemail. Hi, Tinks. I'm Grace from Georgia. And I have a question about soft launch versus hard launch. I was wondering what your opinion is on it and if you have any tips. Bye. Hey. Oh my gosh. Isn't it crazy how social media has created this whole new set of um, timelines and this whole new set of benchmarks that we go through now in modern day relationships. So for anybody who doesn't know who's listening, soft launching means on Instagram. Okay. So a soft launch would be like putting a guy's elbow in the corner of um, your, your Instagram story and showing that you're with a guy, but not showing his face versus a hard launch would be something like you wrapped in their arms on your Instagram grid with a caption that's like caught a good one. I'm just kidding. That's cheesy. The caption's really cheesy, but you get the point. It's basically the difference between teasing your audience as to who, who it is, or if you're dating someone and just coming right out and saying, Hey, I'm dating this person. Um, so I, I don't really have an opinion on it in terms of what's right or wrong. I think it's truly up to you and up to your 
partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever they are, um, on what they feel comfortable on. I also think it matters a lot about like what relationship you have with social media. Like, are you a super engaged person? Do your followers and people who follow you expect and know that they're going to get all the updates? I totally think it's about comfortability and just, um, feeling good about your choice. Uh, that having been said, you know, social media, it, I would never say don't hard launch someone because something might happen at all. That's not what I'm saying, but once you go there, it definitely sets a tone for the relationship right now. You can change your mind anytime you want. You're not signing a contract, but it definitely sets a tone. And again, it's insane that we're even having this conversation because like, you know, what do we really ever owe people who follow us in terms of our personal life? But here we are having this conversation. So I would talk to whoever you're dating. Oh, the last thing I'll say, which, you know, comes up a lot actually is if you expect it to be reciprocated from the person you're dating, then I would definitely have a conversation with them because I get a lot of people writing into me saying, my boyfriend, girlfriend won't post me on their story or my boyfriend, girlfriend doesn't, you know, post me on their grid and it can hurt people's feelings. So what I would say is definitely, definitely have in your mind what you want and what you expect and then level set. Because if you're out there posting grid posts and posting, I love you, baby, on your story, and they're not even like reposting and that's going to hurt your feelings. That's something to consider for sure. Um, but yeah, congratulations on your new relish. I'm excited for you. And I hope whatever soft launch versus hard launch goes very well. Okay. Let us take another voicemail. My name's Hannah. I'm 24 and I am from Chicago. And my question for you is pretty much what are your thoughts when you are in a, you know, year and a half long relationship and you're really happy with the person, but you know, it's not going to be the end all be all. And it's almost like, you know, nothing's wrong, but nothing is 150%, which, you know, we all know we all deserve that, you know, even more better than 100% relationship. But I'm just feeling stuck, you know, like, should I stay in the relationship because nothing's wrong? Or, you know, I kind of just want wanting to be single. And, you know, I, I don't know, it's getting long winded, but just what are your thoughts around that? Let me know. And I love you. Hi, I love you too. And honestly, you answered your own question in, um, in the question you, you said, I just kind of want to be single. And you said, it's not the be all and end all. And this brings me back to something you were talking about on the pod a couple of weeks ago with the rule of, if you can imagine doing the next step with them, then you should stay with them. So I guess for you, it would be like making the relationship more serious, but it sounds like you already know that the relationship will not be become more serious. So I would say in this case, you should maybe think about a breakup because you're like, nothing's wrong, but nothing's right. And I have another rule, which is a truly a hard and fast rule. A boyfriend or partner should only make your life better, right? That is the only reason that you should not the only reason, sorry. It's the only way that it should be. They should only enhance your life. You should feel happier, smarter, like a better version of yourself, your life should be more exciting. If your life is just like meant neutral, then, you know, you don't sound super in love with this person. You, you didn't get on and say, oh, I'm madly in love with them, but I just feel stagnant. You, you open by saying it's not the be all and end all. So given that I believe a boyfriend should only make your life better. And given that I believe that if you should only stay with someone, if you can feel like doing the next st big step with them, I feel like this thing has kind of run its, run its course. And by the way, 
you're very young. So it's okay. Like it's okay to, it's not like you're, I, well, anyway, there is no age limit to when you should stay in a meh relationship. You know, I believe that too, but I think given you are so young, you're probably eager to get out there and explore new people and date around and get to know yourself and get to know what you like and don't like. Um, so yeah, I would say sounds like it's run its course. That's not a bad thing. One thing that I really want to impress upon all of you guys is like when a relationship ends, it doesn't mean it's a failure, right? You can have a beautiful relationship that lasts for multiple years and it's not the one, but you can learn and grow from it and think about it fondly. I have a couple people like that. Um, for example, if anyone followed me since new guy, like new guy, wasn't my guy, but I grew from that, from just being with him for a few months and just being treated correctly and just having a really great friend and, and just having a very peaceful, lovely time, even though it wasn't the one. And I, I just wish that people would stop thinking about dating like a zero sum game. Like, oh, if you don't end up with them, it's a failure. That's not true. Sounds like you had a nice time with this person, but it's run its course. So, you know, break up with them kindly and honestly and directly and, uh, and, and, and move forward with, with grace and love. Um, I love you. Good luck with the breakup if you do it and, uh, and don't feel bad about, about wanting to move on and we will play another voicemail. Hi, this is Bridget from New York. And my question is my ex just moved to the city where I live and we haven't spoken in about five years. We never spoke after our breakup and we are both newly single would love some advice on maybe how to navigate reconnecting when I literally have not seen him since we were dating. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Wait, this is interesting. Okay. So you want to reconnect with him. I love that. You know what you want and you're just figuring out how to get it. Love that. So I'm assuming that you follow him on social media based on the fact that, you know, that he just moved to the city. Um, I think it is as simple as texting him. I wouldn't slide into the DMS cause that's just, you know, we're all adults here. I would just text him and be like, Hey, I saw you move to the city. Welcome. Uh, would love to grab a drink once you'll, once you're settled and catch up simple as that. Keep it clean. Keep it easy. Yeah. That was a great text. Oh my God. I just rolled that off and I thought I was going to have to edit it, but no, that is, that is exactly what you should say because it is non-committal and it is not, you know, it's, he can read it neutrally. He will read it neutrally because it is neutral. And then once you're there, you can see the vibe. Also, it's interesting that you know that he's recently single. You really follow him on social media. You really want to get back with your ex. Honestly, I stand if that's what you really want. Um, but yeah, just say that and then feel out the vibe. It's crazy that you guys haven't talked in five years. I, I know I say this a lot, but please, please, please write in because I want to know what happens. This could be serendipitous. This could be your time to reconnect. Um, I hope it goes your way. I love you tons. Okay. Let us roll to another voicemail. Hey, Tinks. I need boy advice. So I've kind of been talking to Sky. Red flag number one is only on Instagram DMs. Sorry, I know what you're going to say about that. Um, he's a little bit older. He's 34. Um, I'm 24. Basically, I think I let him cross a boundary and like send pictures and, and basically sex over Instagram. 
And now I think I need to backpedal and pull back. So I know that's the opposite of what I should have done, but I'm just wondering if you have any advice how to pull back when you think that you've let someone kind of cross the boundary and basically kind of train them to teach you a certain way. Um, if you have any advice for that, I would love, love to hear it. Bye, Tink. Hey, girl. Um, so, yeah, it is <sighs> – it's a little bit difficult to, to backpedal once you have crossed that boundary. No judgment. Absolutely no judgment. We've all been there. We've all gotten carried away and just said, yeah, it feels good in the moment. Why not? Um, absolutely no judgment. I think, you know, this advice is, is easy to hear, but difficult to do, which is that you just have to, you just have to stop, you know, giving him this behavior. Like you just, I, I love that phrase which is kind of intense for this situation. It's not that dire, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result, right? So you have to kind of do a 180 and and change your behavior. I don't know if you've ever met up with him in person, which also to me is something where it's like, you know, if you're chatting that much and you're sending pictures, like you should absolutely be seeing him in person and seeing if there's that real connection, because if there isn't, then you don't really want a pen pal. And he certainly shouldn't be getting all that validation from you um, when you're not even hanging out in person. So in terms of practical advice, I think that you can be bold here and that, you know, next time he's like, I would let, you know, send a picture, whatever, just be like, I, I would love to see you in person so we can, so I can really, I don't know. You can make it sexy. You can, you know, if that's your vibe with him right now, which it kind of, I'm picking up that it is, you can be like, I would love to show you a picture, but I'd like to see you in person so we can feel what the vibe is between us. Like, I want to see if there's physical chemistry. You're completely within your rights to say that. Like, it's insane. I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think this is why I get so nervous about pen pals because people start to expect a certain level of correspondence and pictures and whatever. And it's like, you don't even know if there's physical chemistry there. You might see this guy in person and be like, ew, what the fuck? So I would do that. Um, and, and it's the same for the correspondence. It's again, it's like a pen pal thing. Right. And also, sorry to circle back on this. You're right. I am triggered by the fact that it's only on Instagram. This guy's 34 years old, 34. You, you know how to use text message. I'm sorry. It does not go down in the DM. You need to stand up for yourself seriously here and, and be a little bit stricter. This man, and I am using the word man because 34 is a man, can text you, take you on a date, and text you in fucking iMessage and not use DM. So tough love. Please do this, not for me, but for yourself because you never know. Maybe you're going to have a great connection with him in person, but you need to actually see him in person to find out. So change your behavior and get your result, get your answer. And by the way, if he's like, nah, I don't want to meet up or like, you know, he changes his, switches up his behavior real fast when you start to ask for that stuff, then you know, he's not the one for you. I don't want to say he's a bad guy, but you will have your answer very quickly. So change behavior, get your answer. I love you. And I hope it goes your way. Okay, I think we have time for one more super fast voicemail. Hi, Tinks. My name's Alyssa. I'm 24. I'm from San Francisco. I'm also a 94123 girl. And my question is, as I'm like navigating this period of my life where I'm still kind of like finding my career niche, um, how would you go about like your online persona? Like I like to have fun. I like to go out. And I like to post, you know, my friends and like us out and about, but I don't want any future employers to look 
down on me, especially because at this point, like, I really don't know what direction my career will be in and how serious I will need to make my social media accounts in the future. Um, And that's it. Thanks so much. Love you. Hello, fellow Marina gal. Even just saying those words makes me so happy. I love this question. I'm really glad you're being thoughtful about your future and that you're considering these things because so many people aren't. And, you know, as a millennial, I've been on the internet a long time. So, you know, your digital footprint, it's there, right? It's there. I think that you have two choices. I think that you can either have a closed profile and post away and have fun and post your friends and being drunk and all that good stuff. Or you can be a little bit more mindful. I don't, I don't know what field you're in. So I don't know how strict they are with that sort of thing. But I mean, it sounds like you care a lot about your career, which is amazing. So I would say maybe err on the side of caution and have a closed profile and then you can post whatever you want. And then if, you know, you get down the line in a couple of years and you end up working for some super cool company that really wants you to bring your whole self to work, then, you know, you can open it up. I remember when I worked at Poshmark, which is literally the best company. I had the best experience working there. They were all about bringing your whole self to work and everybody followed each other on social media. And it was really encouraged to, you know, be open. And it was very fun in that way. And it it was really nice. And I think more and more, a lot of companies are, you know, recognizing their employees as human beings who have life outside of work and who enjoy drinking and having fun and, and what have you. That being said, if you are an investment banker, which I know absolutely nothing about, it's probably not the best to post yourself topless at beta breakers. Who knows? Maybe that would give you a leg up. I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, I would say for now, err on the side of caution, keep a closed profile and and be creative and have fun with it and and see how it goes. If you land in your dream job and you can, you feel like you can be your, your true self, then go for it. But if not keep it closed, it's like a secret surprise. It's like a treasure trove. Then when new people meet you and want to follow you, it's going to be like, imagine how cool it's going to be for them. They're going to be like, Oh my God, like this girl is so fun. Look at all this cool shit she did. Look at this trip she took. Look at all her friends. That's fun. Um, I secretly kind of love it when I meet someone new and I have to request them because I'm like, Oh my God, what's it going to be? It's truly a treasure trove. So that's my advice. And I hope that I hope that San Francisco is fantastic to you because it is, it was to me certainly. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to it's me Tinks almost live. I love you guys so much. I love reading all of your hilarious DMS and emails and voicemails keep them coming because we keep them all in a safe space for these uh, pre-recorded episodes don't forget there's new episodes um mondays wednesdays and fridays on the sirius xm app please subscribe on sirius wherever you get your podcasts and i will see you guys on friday for a special episode with camilla love you lots bye Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft 
athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go. And I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming. And ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TINKS on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R. H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.